1: New York is the city that never sleeps, and neither does Sal Licata. From Flushing in the Bronx to the Meadowlands in MSG, Sal sounds off on the biggest sports news of the day. Welcome to WFAN Daily with Sal Licata. Welcome back to another episode of WFAN Daily. This is... Pete Hoffman filling in for Salakata. Please go rate, review, like, all that good stuff wherever you get your podcasts and download your podcast and make sure you subscribe. Please, 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 please. That being said, filling in for Salakata, and I have to do some defending for the New York Mets here. Justin Turner off the table as he went and signed a one-year deal with the Toronto Blue Jays, and all I hear about is – the Mets are dropping the ball. The Mets are going to be a terrible team. The Mets, this. The Mets, that. And let's be serious. Pitchers and catchers haven't started yet. The roster's not fully complete yet. Where the bullpen's getting there. The rotation, I know, might not as, not be as sexy as we think. But the biggest thing that you have to remember is last year, the health of the rotation was the biggest issue in the first half of the season, which basically punted the entire season. It wasn't because the team wasn't good. It wasn't because the team wasn't talented. It was because the best relief pitcher in baseball in 2022 was out for the entire season. It was because the big free agent signings of the past couple years were unhealthy to start the season and pitch actual innings for the New York Mets. And guess what? That is the biggest reason why the Mets failed last year. You can go up and down the roster. You can sit, sit around and complain about who had down years. Pete Alonso still put up you know 40 home runs and over 100 RBIs. Jeff McNeil understood, played, or hit awfully. He was a terrible hitter. But that wasn't the reason why the Mets didn't succeed in 2023. Okay? So this notion that Justin Turner was going to change everything for the New York Mets is lunacy. I don't disagree the Mets need a bat. That that is for sure. That will help solidify the lineup a little bit more. It'll help give Pete Alonzo protection. It'll help just bolster that lineup. is the one thing that the Mets fans and the Mets... Listen, I think David Stearns understands it. I think he knows baseball. But Mets fans have been clamoring for this for a long time. It's not just, well, it's a one-year thing that the Mets were dying for a DH... Since the DH has been put in play, the one thing that the Mets fan thought or Mets have always been telling us is that that's the easiest position for them to fill. They had a surplus of talent. Surplus of talent just to fill in at DH, and it's been the exact opposite. So, yeah, it stinks. You want to have a bat. You want to have that one piece where you can feel that there is a depth to it, that there is a piece to the puzzle that will create protection to Pete Alonzo and the rest of this New York Mets lineup. So I I get the frustration, but there's still people out there. And I could tell you right now, partly because the reason why the Mets haven't made the signing yet is partly because they don't really want to spend that much. Right now, Justin Turner just made $13 million going to Toronto. He's going to have a 1.5 incentive bonus. It's $14.5 million for Justin Turner, who, by the way, is he that great? He's getting older. Is he worth $14.5 million? Can the Mets wait it out and stretch this out and get better deals? Adam Adovino just became a New York Met again which is not not new, it's the second time around for him, but he left. He was supposed to, he could have picked up his option and made six-something million dollars. Instead, he said, I'm going to get more in free agency. He signed for $4.5 million. So his stock went down. The market went down. So maybe the Mets are just being patient because they see guys like JD Martinez, they saw Justin Turner, they see a Jorge Soler, and they know that some of these players are going to be desperate, that they're going to need to sign. They're not going to wait till April 1st comes around and be like, all right, I'll just, you know, now I'm going to sign a three year deal for, you know, Jorge Soler. That's not happening. Every day that gets closer to pitchers and catchers and the opening of spring training means every day a dollar comes off a contract. So David Stearns is playing smart. They told you they had ten million dollars. They used four point five towards Adam Adovino. Clearly, they have another pickup or two available if they can get them on the cheap. There's plenty of bullpen help out there that they're still looking to add an arm. I still wouldn't be surprised if they bring in that bullpen arm and the missing peace that everyone's begging for and here's the other thing too if they choose not to if the Mets say you know what David Stern says I don't need to see JD Martinez I don't need to see Jorge Soler on this team next year what I need to see is the young kids I need to give them the opportunity I need to give Pete Alonzo at bats at DH I need to give Francisco Alvarez At-bats at DH. If you want to go up and down the roster, maybe Lindor, maybe a little wear or tear. I mean, hey, listen, he's a great defensive shortstop, but maybe even him. Maybe we want to see Francisco Lindor have, you know, five, ten games at DH. If that's what they want to do, they want to spread it out between the entire, you know, team. Then that makes sense why they don't want to get a J.D. Martinez who can't do anything else but DH. Maybe they don't want to bring in Jorge Soler for a couple of years and no, his defense isn't great, and yet we're going to bring him in here and clog up a spot in the outfield so that we can hit home runs. It may not be as useful as we, the Met fans, think.
0: And I'm
1: sick and tired of hearing this Mets team is going to be non-competitive. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to compete for a playoff spot. They're going to be a 75-win team. Last year, they were supposed to be a 90-plus win team, and they won 75. So predictions mean nothing. Predictions mean crap, okay? So if you tell me right now, oh, they're around an 80-win 80, 80 team, guess what it means? I'm going to throw it up in a garbage store. Away, I want to see how they look. I want to see Jose Quintana throw a couple innings. I want to see if Kodai Sanga can bounce back—not bounce back, but do what he did. Is he going to have a sophomore slump, or is he going to be just as good as he was last year? Because let's put it this way: last year he started out slow. He started out very questionable, and then towards the end of the season he turned into a stud. Is he going to build off of that? Are we actually going to see Sean Minai pitch? Which, by the way, I don't know if I really care enough because he's not that great, but that's somebody they brought in. Luis Severino, how many innings is he going to give the Mets? Is he going to give us 60 productive innings or is he going to be 60 really awful innings and unfortunately there was a mistake there? There could be a huge rebound spot with Luis Severino. I'm not sitting here and banking on it all, but just give us innings. Give us more than what Max Scherzer gave us and Justin Verlander gave us last year. Remember, they didn't start the season. Scherzer did, but he barely lasted until he got hurt. Jose Quintana was not around. So, already, as long as they can stay healthy, which is terrible to say, but as long as they can stay healthy, the Mets are in a better spot than what they were for a majority of the season last year. I don't have to worry about Daniel Vogelback playing almost every day. I don't, have to, I don't have that question mark of Darren Ruff being on the team. Someone who was completely invisible with a bat. Both players, invisible with a bat. Darren Ruff and Daniel Vogelback Basically useless with a bat. It can't get much worse than that. So, yeah. You may not be happy with every single piece to this puzzle, but let me tell you this much. There is much more of a game plan going into next season, or into this season, I should say, with David Stearns than there ever was with Billy Epler. Billy Epler didn't go, oh, you know, here's some really good analytics that back up why we should bring this guy in it was you know justin verlander he's a hall of famer he's gonna make a lot of money we should give him a lot of money and that will help him come to this team same thing with max scherzer pay the guy just pay the guy money and he'll come here he'll pitch for us not thinking is his arm close to falling off is his back held? You know, that's the problem. Billy Epler didn't have the the foresight to look at what will happen in a couple of months, in a couple of years. He just thought about spending the money, bring him in, boom. We should be good, right? David Stearns is completely different. David Stearns has wiped the floor. Of the minor leagues. Of the analytical department. The coaches. Just you name it. He has basically rebuilt. And he's going to continue to rebuild. The entire Mets organization. So let's give him at least a half an offseason, give him a little bit of spring training to be like, what are we looking like? How are we doing? And I'm telling you right now, the Mets are going to surprise you in 2024 even if they don't sign a big quote-unquote bat before the season starts. David Stearns, Will be aggressive when he needs to. But it's not going to be because you and I are begging for something that he doesn't feel necessary. And right now, J.D. Martinez overspending on J.D. Martinez, overspending on Jorge Soler is not necessary. Well, that's it for w- uh, WFAN Daily. Pete Hoffman filling in for Salakata. You can check me out tomorrow. With Sal NBT, Brandon Tierney, and Sal Licata on the fan Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, we will also have another episode of WFAN Daily out tomorrow as well. Again, please like, subscribe, review, all that good stuff. Oh, and go follow me at Huff, WFAN.